Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of We Ask Watson. I'm Emily from Watson's Daily and I'm joined by Peter Watson. Hi Peter. Hi there. So today we've actually chosen the same story. So on this rare occasion, Peter, (laughs) would you kick things off by explaining today's choice? Yes, indeed. Um, So um, I think the my favourite story for, for today um, is um, about the financial regulator. So the Financial Con- Conduct Authority, the FCA, um, have come to a decision um, about um, insurers regarding charging higher premiums to loyal customers. Um, what they have found is that um, people that stay with the same provider um, have been consistently overcharged. And um, so what they're going to do from now is to make sure that the renewal price is going to be no more than the price that's been offered to new customers. Now, the the um, uh, the article that I picked from today's uh, Guardian um, actually illustrated this with a with a very, uh, you know, a, a very sad example, really. So um, in this article, it said that there was an 85 year old lady um, who has a three-bed terraced house in Leamington Spa, and she is paying £700 a year for her home and contents insurance, whereas if she had been a new customer, she'd only be paying £144. Now, you know, from a, from a human point of view, I think that that is obviously, that is an absolute, well, I mean, that's a disgrace um, that that should happen. Um but having said that, I'm sure that uh, the insurers will say, well, you know, all's, all's fair in love and insurance uh, and that, you know, everyone is perfectly entitled to go and shop around for the best for the best deal. So, you know, but anyway, what's happening now is the FCA is actually going to uh, put a stop to that. Um, and so I think that's a you know, that's that's a that's a very good thing, like I say, from a human point of view. Yeah, that story is so sad. I, I couldn't believe that when you told me. That's that's just unbelievable. But yeah, um, in terms of the actual impact of this, do you think other than consumers and insurers directly, will this um, sort of, uh, I don't know, make anyone else suffer or, or affect anyone else? Mm. No, so, well, I think that... Um, that actually um the i don't think it's going to have that much long term effect certainly for the insurers because all they're going to do is they'll just whack up um uh, insurance premiums for absolutely everyone um so i don't think they're going to ultimately lose out um particularly um i think though that the the ones that could lose out may be um price comparison websites um, such as you switch such as uh, compare the market.com because if um, these re- you know, when these regulations come in um, it means that that um, you know, a lot of people are probably going to just stick with the same um, with the same provider um, or certainly there's you know they, more of them are going to be doing it because there's no need to go through the process of switching mm. We've we've also seen recently that the FCA has actually been at battle with the insurers. Yeah. Um, in this time, it's it's the um, COVID situation involving business interruption insurance. Yeah. And insurance companies have been 
pretty reluctant to pay out for the loss of income relating to businesses that can't access their property due to Mm. COVID restrictions. Mm -hmm. And the FCA actually brought a test case um, in the High Court in Mm. which the court ruled in favour of the policyholders, which on the face of it seems a blow to insurers. But Mm -hmm. do you think this will actually affect the industry as a whole? Um, I think that, well, so first, so um, it's, Firstly, interesting that obviously the FCA has been very um, has very been very proactive in this sense, um, in that they they've seen the need um, for to do this on on behalf of a, of a lot of businesses. Um, but again, I can I would say that ultimately, so yes, the payout now is is probably going to be higher than they'd expected uh, because because of this decision. However, ultimately, again, all they're going to do is they're going to just whack up the premiums um for everyone and they will alter their wordings to make make absolutely sure that uh well coronavirus certainly and probably pandemics are are all excluded so um so ultimately it's we are all going to (laughs) pay um so although yes it's it's justice on a human basis and it's justice because it's it's the right thing you know it's the right thing to do i think um ultimately we're the ones who are going to have to pay for this justice yeah that that's a that's a point i was going to make actually was um recently in terms of travel insurance so another branch of insurance um a family member of mine actually attempted to reinsure for their travel insurance but found out from the insurance company that they have since uh, sort of said they won't cover for respiratory diseases, yeah. um, ex- explicitly excluding COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think this might affect the industry in terms of customers' willingness to travel? Um, I think that in the short term, I think that it it might make it will certainly make people think twice um they will think oh i don't know and then they will then think about the 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 speed with which um further lockdown uh, actions can be taken so they might you know it might make them think twice i think to be honest it, if they they would probably already be uh, thinking those kinds of people will probably already be uh thinking twice about it now anyway um so i i don't know i also but, but i certainly think for maybe a year's time, year and a half's time, maybe um, sort of next summer or going into 2022, though. Um, it, as long as I think that the, the thing that's going to drive travel more is how coronavirus is getting um, treated or dealt with in other places. And um, so I think, you know, they, they, people may well go, do you know what, I'll go to, let's say, Japan because um, I say, you know, Japan has, has seemed to have come out of this fairly well. So, yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go to Japan as soon as I possibly can, um, because I've I've uh, I've done Cornwall. Um, I've done Centre <laughs> Parks. I've done Butlins or whatever it is. Uh, and then you, uh, but I really, really want to go abroad. And as soon as those kinds of restrictions um, come down, then there's going to I think there's going to be a mass exodus of people desperate for a foreign holiday, whether or not they are able to um, 
you know, get insurance. And actually, maybe on that front, um, it may be that some countries are going to have to take that into account as well, because maybe that, you know, to go to certain places, you have to have a certain type of insurance. Um, but again, that's that's something to look at further down the line. But I don't think insurance in itself is necessarily going to make people think twice. It's more going to be about um, what's going on in that country, what the levels of uh, infection are and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, just winding back to the business interruption insurance yeah. point, I I found it because when I read about this, the insurer's excuse was that they didn't envision something like COVID. But is that not the point of insurance? <laughs> That's true. But then again, I suppose they would they would argue that you know no, <clears throat> no one's perfect. No one can foresee every every eventuality obviously they try and cover most event or as many as they can uh, in terms of eventualities but you know that they're, they're not they're not superhuman um mm. i think that the the thing is the the insurers will argue quite quite rightly um really uh, that look they they didn't yeah a lot of the the wording did not cover um specifically coronavirus and therefore there was some potential ambiguity there uh, and as a result of that ambiguity, that's what's that's what's you know that's that's why um, that's what's allowed that's what's left the door slightly open for for claimants. Um, and claimants will say that you know it's not fair. We thought that this was going to be covered, etc. But then again, how you could also say, well, how many claimants have really actually read the insurance policy now? Admittedly, it's a bit like saying how many of us read the Apple's terms of service yeah. when there is a when there is a, an a, an upgrade or something in in the latest uh, yeah uh, iOS or something. Um, I would say no one uh, because it just goes on forever. <laughs> Similarly, I I would imagine that most people that take out insurance policies on for the firm do not go with a fine tooth comb. Um, through every single bit um, there might be especially in the larger places but I'd say generally there won't so um, but I think from now on there's that you know there's certainly going to be um, uh, you know, companies are certainly going to be much more careful about the policies they take and they're going to be they are actually going to be um, looking at it much more closely than they perhaps would have done before mm. but, but uh, you know but the other thing though for insurance companies is it may even mean that that more people take out more policies because they've seen what happens if you're not insured and um, so it may well be that they decide well let what maybe we should insure this or we should insure that you know things that they'd never done before but because of what's happened now they think actually maybe it's just better to be safe than sorry so ultimately i'd say short term um, insurers will have to pay out more than they thought they might have been able to get away with um, but longer term we're going to pay higher premiums they're going to be fine and potentially they may even benefit from people being more cautious and more amenable to getting insurance as as a as a as a um prudent um uh cost of of, of doing business mm. it's it's interesting because on the face of it before today's discussion it really looked like insurers were going to lose from this given mm. the new rules and also the fca 
um, test case. But actually, once we've dissected it, it seems that there's not really much that's going to change apart from the consumers will be fronted with higher costs. Yes, yeah, and and that's sad. And that and that in, in itself is also tricky because if everyone's spending more money so if businesses and if individuals are spending more money on insurance premiums that that's money that they're not spending on other things so um so just at a time when the economy needs people to spend and companies to spend money on things so um so you know it, it obviously it will vary wildly between um companies and individuals as to how much they're going to be um, spending on insurance but but still it's it it won't be in the significance i don't think mm. well that was a very interesting discussion which was a lot deeper than i first imagined it <laughs> um <laughs> right. but yeah so did you want to round up peter and and it remind the listeners about the round table yes that's right tonight? yeah yeah it's a good idea so yeah tonight we've got um we've got a round table going on between myself harry clark and uh Aydin from little law and um obviously we're all the founders of those those uh those those respective uh, uh companies um and we're 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 just going to talk about commercial awareness, how we got our commercial awareness, and and, and all that kind of thing, and also how to get um, better uh, habits, really, in order to be able to improve um, your skills on a longer term basis. Now, that's um, ostensibly to help you with the second round of the competition which is coming up very shortly but actually this is something that i think is very useful more generally and and we are going to be doing a few more of these um, round tables at the just at the beginning or just before the beginning of each stage of the competition um which uh, which everyone is welcome to um to participate in but uh, but there you go um the details of that they're on um on the watson's daily website uh, actually, are they on the Wilson's? No, they're on the they're on my Instagram at the moment. I'll put them on the <laughs> I'll put them on the Watson's Daily website as well. So, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's 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 it for that. Certainly, fantastic. Right. So, if I could um, remind the listeners, as always, uh, please do subscribe to Watson's Daily. There are lots of resources available, um, and more stories like the ones we spoke about today, um, and it will give you real insight for the upcoming application interviews that were never to be uh on their way so yeah make sure to do that um thanks so much for your time peter no problem great thanks, to speak Emily. to you soon indeed all right see bye. you thanks a lot bye